All right, so we're here right now, everybody, with Garen Armstrong, Shamrock Roofing and Construction. As I said, Kansas City. I love the area. This is our second time to be able to sit down, brother. It's good to have you, you know, here again on the show. Yeah, it's, it's it's great to be here. I, I, I love uh, I love what you're doing, and you. uh, it, it's the first time was was so instantaneous and spontaneous, and it was, and it was so genuine and unique and. To, to be able to do it again, I've been looking forward to being able to sit down when we had more time, uh, and so I'm excited. Good, man. Well, first of all, thank you for the hospitality. We got the whole crew here. We were able to get by yesterday and uh, see some of your job sites and talk to some of your people. Um, I want to dive into that, but first, I got to talk about you and the story behind Shamrock. Successful organization, 11 different states you're working in now, one heck of an operation across the board. You gave us a little bit of the tour this morning, but... One of the main reasons I'm here is because of you. Um, and I know you're a very humble man, and sometimes it's tough to talk about your own journey. Right. Um, rewind a little bit for me, though, if it's possible. 2015, 2016, yeah. how does life begin to change for you? So um, it, it has been an emotional roller coaster, really, um, this journey. And it's just uh, been, been a whirlwind and a godsend. But uh, at that time, it was really dismal and dark. My uh, my dad had been diagnosed with cancer, and so he was uh, he was passing away. And then in 2016, uh, after he passed away, he he founded Shamrock, and it wasn't really a big roofing company at that time. It was more of a uh, he did everything: handyman, you know, decks, you know, help with plumbing, electrical. By trade, he was an electrical electrical engineer uh, and he and he did this as a side business and so after you know or you know as a, you know, as a side so um, but then after he retired then this beefed up but then after he got sick you know it wound down and then that's when my mom said Garen what do you want to do with this and I said well I'm gonna take it to the moon and I took it I, that's when I took it and started branding redesign and really started uh, growing and started by hiring three people then it was five and and that's all i wanted just a, a tiger team of five people and and we just because it was controllable it was manageable i was still uh reeling from my 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 dad's passing and um and i and i enjoyed what i what i what i do i enjoyed getting on roofs i enjoyed dealing with the homeowners and property owners I, I, I love the people and that's why I enjoy doing, love being out in the field. I didn't want to get behind a desk and managing people. Um, but then in 2018, after working a, a large loss fire claim, um, I was in there breathing a, a, the soot smoke. Yeah. And that's like, so I just got a sinus infection, no big deal. But the sinus infection went to my heart and I got a, uh, my heart went bad within 45 days, and uh, so from the sinus infection, and, and, and so what happened is your heart naturally wants to heal itself, and so it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger until there's no elasticity left, and um, your heart can't pump, so your ejection fraction is, is none, and so you had no flow. So I was on a roof getting down on a Saturday, and my mom's been telling me, go to the hospital, go to the hospital, and I'm like, that's oh, fine, it'll go away. Well, I, I stumbled, or I almost fell, and, and I told the guys, I go, I got to go to the hospital. So I go to the hospital, and I get lost on the way to the hospital, 
Um, but I finally get there, and as soon as I get there, um, I they, co they code blew me right away. They pulled me in there, and his life's flashing in front of my eyes. You know, they're going and checking everything. They see that everything's clean and clear, but that my heart has been so swollen. So they had to, I, I was in a heart failure immediately. They had to keep me there and run tests on me. And then what they ultimately did was, uh, I was the first person in Kansas City and in, in a lot of technologies when it comes to heart health in, in the nation. Um, what they did was they, they cut the apex of my heart, my heart off and they sewed a pump on and I lived off batteries. And so I had a blood flow to keep my organs alive while I waited on a heart transplant. This is what keep me alive. Oh, that blood pump. It's flowing blood that goes in me, this cord goes in me, these batteries where I live off of, and this keeps me alive. Until these scientists in Israel can hurry up and create a cloned heart, and then I can get one of those that my body won't reject. Cool. Peace, folks. And during that time, um, I'm o, I'm o positive, and so I'm. It's O positives can give to A's and B's, but O's can only take O's, and so um, I I had to wait three years uh, on this heart heart pump with batteries uh, that that are hanging out of, out of me uh, that that go bad that you have to change uh, and you can't be around water and it was very scary, you know. It, it get, I I got post-traumatic stress thinking about, you know, it being in it, waking up, cords hanging out, your batteries falling. It, it's, it, you learn, yeah, it's, you learn how to deal with it and live with it and you just thank God you're alive. Um, but, you know, getting the new heart was, was a, a blessing. That journey was, uh, was <laughs> a mind trip like you can't believe and going through, through that experience. And, and, and while you're on this, you know, pump, you know, there's a lot of things that can go bad, you know, pumps can clog, you know, you can have strokes, you can, there's a lot, you know, they can get infections. And so in the last, I've had six open heart surgeries in the last five years. And one after I, so after I got that heart pump put in me, I was so sick. I went from being very strong and athletic from, you know, 190 pounds to, you know, lost 50 pounds and, and it was just bad. Um, so rehab back to life, you know, at that time, um, the, the business Shamrock was, you know, was touch and go because what had happened was I was the leader in, and it's still in, but an organization absent a leader, you know, they, you know, we lost some guys and then some guys stepped up and the guys that stepped up. And from that point, when I was sick and I came back, that organization, since I got sick and came back has been what has been the impetus of the success that we've had now, <clears throat> because they've been, they started this journey with they, before I got sick, while I was sick and they've been with me, locked arms, lockstep every step of the way through every surgery and until now and through every surgery the team got stronger and stronger 
because the first surgery, they're very unsure. They're unsure of themselves. They're unsure with a certainty. By <clears throat> the second surgery, they're a little more confident in themselves. They're, they, 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 they trust themselves a little more. By the third one, you know, they're like, oh, it's just Garen. He's going to make it through again, you know. And so by the time I had to have my heart transplant, they had it. And, 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 and so it was able to go smooth through that time. Take me back if you could. You've, you're going through years of living off this battery. Yes. You're relying on the blood transfusions, and, and that's not easy. So things can go wrong a lot of different places here. But then you get some kind of news, a phone call comes to you and says, there's a heart that's going to be available for you. What was that feeling like? How was that? Was it emotional? How did, Was it scary? How, what went through that so, day? So, yeah, let me back you up to that point. Um, so I was, I was after, after I had the heart pump in, I had, was working and I was, I was still working selling roofs and, and building roofs. And I, I, was, I threw some bundles of shingles in the back of my pickup mm -hmm. and I tore the heart pump out of my heart. And <clears throat> my lung pleural sac that holds your lungs was filling up. And so you'll have seven liters of blood in your body. I had lost three and a half liters of, of, of blood that was in my pleural, pleural sac. And it was really hard to breathe because it was pushing my lung up. And <clears throat> so I'm in there. They had to go back in there, open me up, through, erect, through my ribs, thoracotomy, chest again, to sew this pump back on, on my heart. And, you know, by that time it was hard because, you know, you know, the second time stitching this thing on your heart, you know. And, um, well, and that time I got an infection in, in that blood in, in my, my heart. And so, you know, and then, and then COVID happened. And then, so that happened around 2020, I had to go in the infection just to, they were just getting everything just drained off of there. So finally, I was, there was no hope. I'm waiting on a heart. It's COVID and I'm in ICU. I'm just waiting. I'm like either waiting to die. I'm waiting to, to live. I'm waiting. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Right. So, you know, after, after being in the hospital, you know, I, you know, I'm, 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 I meet other people um, that are, that are in, in the hospital like me waiting for an organ transfer transplant and you build relationships with these people and their family, you know, they have families and their kids and they all have dreams and aspirations and, you know, not being able to, uh, to be there, but a lot of these people didn't make it off the, out of ICU. And so to answer your question, when I'm laying there in ICU about to die, don't know if I'm, am I going to get out of there? When they came in and woke me up, I remember like yesterday, they came in and they said, we may have a heart for you, do you want it? <laughs> and because I had an opportunity to like ask questions, you know, you know, what kind of heart it is, you know, and I'm like, did you guys review it? Did it look okay? I'm going to take it. And so it was just so emotional. Um, and they said, we, you know, we got a heart for you. And I, I knew right then, you know, I was in God, God's hands. And it was like a warm, warm fog over me. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared. I just wanted to see my my kids and hug them and let them know 
And then that was difficult because during COVID, um, but uh, I was in God's hands, and and so I went back to surgery. Let my mom know, you know, I was concerned because after my dad died, I'm the patriarch of the family. So taking care of of, of everybody's my my role, and so. I went back for surgery, and I, I, I remember just just waking up and and hearing this glorious sound. Is like heart is like drums in my ears. I'm like, this is amazing. It was it was my heartbeat, uh, which I hadn't heard for three years because I didn't have a heartbeat. I didn't have a pulse. I didn't have a blood pump. I just had a blood flow. So when I woke up and I hear the heartbeat so loud, I, I knew I was going to be okay. And I knew I was going to make it. And within 24 hours, the infection from my heart from uh, started healing so fast, so fast. And in fact, uh, you know, after two days, they had me back out of ICU and healing on the floor. And um, I, was, I was able to heal so fast after the heart transplant that I was out of the hospital in one week. And... Should I gone home? Maybe not. It was really painful and bad, but I was in there. The doctors were, were have been defeated. The nurses have been defeated. The ICU was full. They needed a shot in their arm. They knew me because I've been there for forever, you know. And so, me being able to get out of there in in a week was it was really good for 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 everybody. It was great for me. It was you know and and my family and the Shamrock family. And it was great for for the hospital doctors and the organization. They needed it. They needed some some a bright light in that time. And so it's just a God thing. Well, God has written down right here. Your dad, your heart, infection, COVID, multiple instances where it's ripping out. There's gotta be a part of you. Maybe there isn't that thinks at some point about giving up and just saying the hell with it. Does it ever cross your mind? And if not, I'm interested to know what did keep you going year in, year out? Because I hope my audience really listens to this and because this is not a one-year thing. It's not a six-month thing. This is 2018 through COVID. You're still dealing with this. Your father has passed away. You've got a company that's, that's growing but also needs you at the same token. You've got so much going on, all right? Um, what keeps Garen even motivated to move forward? My, my, my children and my mom, and that is still today. Uh, what keeps it going? My Shamrock family. Um, but the will to live through all that is, 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 is my, is my children. Um, my, my youngest daughter, she, I'm, 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 I'm her sole dad. She, she doesn't have a mom and she's not ready to be on her own. So, yeah. There have been multiple suicides in the roofing industry that have 
that you're aware of. Yeah. You have a pulse on this industry. You speak at these events. You see the troubles that men have in this industry. What advice do you have from somebody who sat there on deathbeds? You've had to think about your kids. There are young men. There are older men in this industry that they're front in trouble just to find the will to get up tomorrow. Somehow for years, you found an ability to do that. You've had a why, but there's got to be something inside you that uh, something that clicked that you said every morning. I'm hoping that you, what would you tell these men? Cause there's somebody I no doubt that's listened to this at 6am in the morning is sick and tired of it, Garen. Yeah. And they haven't had to deal with a heart, but man, their life just feels like it's the whole thing's coming down on a brother. That's such a, so much to talk on about in that, um, Mental health in the men, and, and now with with men is, is is a big deal and it's really not going talked about and 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 the suicides in in our industry specifically is 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 a lot and it's uh, I'm glad you brought it up and it, it, it they're so ego driven fueled on money and and, and the hustle and I think somewhere along the way we lost sight of what really matters and uh you know i think and so so that strive you know and 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 the industry got tighter you know with social media so you've seen everybody doing this and you've seen everyone post their on you know their, their fake book posts and 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 so they all see that and um and it is hard. You know, I, the Shamrock family is a family, but don't get me wrong. We have infighting. We have dealings. We have people not filling their orders out right, you know, that have, you know, all of these situations that that people are stressing on about where someone put a wrong color roof on. Well, we have to go redo that. I mean, all the, the supply bills, issue, all of these pe- things that people have to deal with, that people want to sweep under the rug and they don't really want to talk about it. Um, and, and so I, I'm... I'm to your point, you know, what, what, what can, what can I do to, to say, to help them stop is that, you know, we're all going through it. The details are just different. Um, I'm here to talk to you if, if, if you need to talk to somebody, um, because I've been through it. Um, my advice would be speed to talk to someone right now because there is people out there that care about them. And sometimes you get so caught in the weeds, you can't even see that people are out there to care about them because you're worried about, you know, a million dollar uh, supply bill or even a hundred thousand dollar supply bill, yeah. you know, a week, whatever. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress, you know, employing 200 people plus another 350 subcontractors and making sure that payrolls taken care of. And then you think about how many people those people affect. They have their families that depend on them. So based on your organization, you're impacting a whole lot of people. Not only that, but look at all the people, the suppliers and their families and all the people that depend on them and the people that the manufacturers, people depend on them. So the whole supply chain, it's a, it's very impactful. And so, um, it's heavy. It's very heavy. And I think that people need to have men 
in the roofing space need to have some place to talk to, and in general need to have some place to talk to without an ego-filled environment. Um, you know, so... You mentioned a minute ago what really matters as opposed to an ego-driven environment. When you look at this company, say five years from now, you could take five years ago, how it's grown and where it's going. What do you think really matters here? What will be the defining point? Is it how much money the company is worth? Is it, you know, the number of people that you've been able to employ and their lives have gotten better? What do you think drives the success of someone like yourself, this company? Because from the outside, ego-driven, people look at what is the revenue? How many trucks do you got? How many jobs are you doing? How many people are here? How many offices do you have? Okay, there's a scorecard there for somebody. I get it. Right. How will you define the success of this company, of you, five years, ten years down the road? <clears throat> it's encompassing all of that. I, it, it is. It is a business, but it's. I'm in. I'm and everybody says I'm in the people business. Mm -hmm. It's a common thing. But until they actually come in and they feel it and they feel the love and, 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 and then you know I'm in the people business. And when you're, you're, you're there to grow the business, both in numbers and revenues because it is a business and in all of that because it is a business, but it's how strong is that business and the strength. And if a business is based upon the people, then it's how strong are the people, how balanced are the people, how balanced are their families are the people. That's to be able to provide this, uh, the solutions to the customers that we do yep. in a high-stress environment. High stress is right. When you look at this company right now, actually, I'm going to go back to another question that I had that's just, it's burning kind of in me because I want to know this from you. Frankly, I want you to have it on camera for yourself. <laughs> I think you mentioned uh, your son, 16, right? Yes. How old's your daughter? She... Well, two, one's, one's 13 and one's 18. 16, 13, 18. Yes. They've seen an immense amount over the last probably seven years from their father that has just probably been something that's enough for a lifetime yes. for most children. I hope I can ask you this because I'm going to get a little emotional accident and I hope you take this sure. the right way. Yeah. God forbid something ever happened to you, all right? You've had so much six open heart surgeries in five years. I'm writing down right here. What do you want a 16, a 13, and an 18-year-old to remember about their father? Is it success in Shamrock? Is it something else? If we just were to cut this clip to right now, because I think it speaks to who you are as a man, what would you want those kids to know about, about you? About their relationship with you, your relationship with them. The work ethic, humility, and live for Christ. And, and that's what I want them to know. It's, it's not about the money. It's not about the things. It's about what you can do for the betterment of all. And that's what I've learned. I've learned through all this. After almost dying... I'm just in extra innings. And so what I want from people, everybody, 
even kids that work here that grew up in the foster system, they don't have dads. I mean, I, I want to impact their life for the betterment of all is what I want. How much do you contribute that to part of the success here? Because we go around and we talk to roofing contractors, all right? I hear the word integrity a lot. There's call words that you hear everywhere, okay? When I walk around here, though, um, and I talked to your people yesterday, there seems to be a heart of gratitude and perhaps even giving. Do you feel that that has contributed to the success here, giving? In other words, truly giving, because I think there's, a, there's giving and there's debt. I've never talked about this, but I've, I believe this, that if you give something to somebody asking for something in return, you just want to put that person in debt to you. Right. Perhaps it's the selfish thing that you can do, the right. most selfish. Right, right. To give without expectation, without wanting anything in return. Now, that's something special. Right. Um, how much do you contribute that attitude that you just talked about for your kids that you want them to have to the success business here at Shamrock? I think gratitude has been the number one thing that has led to um, our growth. Um, the gratitude for being here, everyone has, since inception of Shamrock, we've been giving back to the community. And we've always been givers. And um, just, we, we give we give so much to a lot of different organizations. It's behind the scenes. A lot of you know don't. It's not known. Um, but when we started giving the cars away, you know we've been doing that. For, I've been doing that for 20 years. When 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 I started bringing that with the Shamrock and all the all the people started giving, you know, give the cars away to veterans and first responders, or give cars away to mothers with kids that can't get back and forth to chemo treatments, and and they get to feel that um it's just something that it and you get to see what that does to that family it makes such a huge huge impact and so by ingraining that within our organization has, has been has been really really impactful you talk about giving this stuff away uh-huh whether it be tonight we're going to be able to see an incredible event where you're helping some veterans out. I know you're excited about it. Your, your face like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. And I want to talk about that. That's going to be incredible. Okay. And it's not the first time you've done it. Yeah. Um, we got a chance out there. We'll show some right now of this incredible piece of artwork that a, a veteran was, uh, you, the story behind that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and he's selling that work. But in the roofing community, there is a spectrum of people on the right. I'm going to call it that. You're, and it tends to be, I don't want to categorize everybody here and I want to be careful with my audience that, but I'm going to say there tends to be people that will look at others and say, that's not me. I would never be like that. That mom who's got a single child who needs a, you know, needs a car. She put herself in a bad situation. The, the kid who doesn't have a father, well, he had a choice he made that choice to go and, and be in prison. It's not my job to employ that person. You've got people here that are on their second chance right. with Shamrock. Right. I guess what I'm getting at is empathy is something I think that is lost to people. Um, we are so privileged <clears throat> in this country um, that sometimes I think we forget to have empathy for one another. 
that we all are struggling with something. Right. And we all are just have a different vice and a right. different past and skeletons. Right. How much do you think about that when you're, you, these things you do for other people, what they've been through in their life and their past and their history? You know, the empathy is, is, is definitely missing and the self-righteousness is, is just beyond belief. And so it's hard to deal with in, in the community and, that, and that's the self-righteousness and, and, and they're looking down their nose at other people and, and telling there's only one right way to do something or this, that, and the other. But, you know, the empathy in general uh, in, in, in this space, you know, we're not a bunch of choir boys. So people need to stop acting like they are, you know, and, and look at themselves. So, you know, we all have room for improvement. We all have flaws and, and deficiencies in life. And I think that we just need to focus on ourselves on that. On that. And yeah. so um, I have a hard time just even getting on and engaging in the community anymore just because of that. And so, um, you know, I've been around a long time. And so I see that from, you know, a bunch of the, you know, you know, I want to say newer, but at, at this point, a lot of these people have been around for a long time too. So mm -hmm. it's just. The business itself here though. Um, I have two part question here for you. What has contributed in your opinion to the most success here at Shamrock? The, I, I'm, I'm talking about on a granular level, is the sales, the operations, the, the marketing. What do you think has allowed you to grow and scale because so many roofing contractors say they want to be at multiple states, 200 plus people, all this stuff, but they never do it. Sometimes I think, do you really want that? I mean, do you really? You got to be careful what you wish for. I mean, this has been a dream come true, but you got to be careful what you wish for. Mm. When you're in 11 states, you're in 11 different you know, states. Laws are different. Attorneys are different. You're dealing with supply issues are different. There's so much that's different. You know, just in states that are one states away, the states are different. You know, Iowa has the state fair. Omaha has this, has this uh, World Series, uh, College World Series. You know, Texas, they all have their separate things, and it's, it's, it's exciting, right? So you have to learn that from even a marketing perspective, how, how, how people take marketing is, is different than, than other areas. And Texas is different than, than Des Moines. So, mm -hmm. um, but to, to what I would attribute it to would be, you know, obviously there's soft skills and you talk about soft skills, but then there's, you know, the meat and potatoes of that. And um, I think living your brand and executing on that, which is, yes, you're, you're marketing that, yes, but you're, you're, you're walking the talk and you're, you're building what, what you're doing. So it's, you know, with the production that's been able to help. I mean, at this point, we can build so many roofs this like we could bring on more sales because we can you know build some more roofs so you know i'm really proud of my production team and and at, at the same time the the marketing and building around that has been good 
but that's just been a story of who we are that's been out in the community and it's just been omnipresent. And so <clears throat> that story and the growth of Shamrock, the story and the re revitalization of, of, of Garen and, and the bringing back to life, you know, God has given me a new heart in more ways than one. And, um, and it shows in my life, it shows in the business and I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Final question here for you. I, I'm asking you yeah. not to be humble. Yeah. Okay. I want to know this. Yeah. What's it going to look like? Cause here's my thing, man. I think that you, you've got such a, you've got a heart for, right. for all right. pun intended right. there for people. Right. But I also believe there's a real killer inside of you, man. You don't get to be at this level without being a little bit of, you got, you got something in you that says there's right. a competitor, right? No question. I, I am humble. I am all that. But I will light somebody up in a New York second if they cross me or get, get you know, in the path. My business acumen would be, my business acumen would be the number one thing that got me here, to be honest. And, and right now, we're going to be at $40, $50 million this year. And I am continuing to grow via Greenfield. Um, and we're now starting to grow via acquisition. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to be at $300 million in three years. And so that's where we're going to be at. I love it. And, and so, that's what I want to ask you about. That's my final question. There's a real killer inside of you that people, they need their, because we talk about you know, the heart and all that. But day in, day out, you're in here. You're grinding. This company is grinding. I want to know this. What do you want the people in this, the final thing of this community to know about the people here? Because it ain't going anywhere. And for the community and the industry, it ain't going anywhere. What's it going to be to Kansas City? What's it going to be to the Midwest? What's it going to be to this industry as, as three to five years from now? Three to five years from now, Shamrock will be not only one of the largest in the Midwest, but it'll be one of the largest in the nation. Hands down, for the people, it's generational. I have people now that could retire that don't want to retire because they love coming into the office. I've got kids that work for, you know, the parents that, that want to come work for here. It's generational. That's what it means for me. Even if, you know, when we're growing to 300 million, it's because I've, I've grown and bootstrapped all this myself. I haven't brought out a partner in yet. I got partners knocking on my door wanting to be in. You know the PE, the space oh, yeah. is red hot, white hot. It's so hot. And so, you know, when, now we start acquiring. So 300 is easy. We're at 100 million organically. That's 200 million through acquisition. That's a valuation, enterprise value of $1.5 billion company. You're a unicorn. And, and the people in, in this space, they love it. We have a bunch. Yes, you have, you, we have everybody from our CFOs to our controllers, their degrees. But you have a lot of people with PhDs, poor, hungry, and driven, who are in this, who love the fact that they get to be a part of a unicorn, to be a part of a $1.5 billion company that's, that's growing to that point. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now, three to five years, don't let it, I want to come back here when... You've got that, okay? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, steak dinners and everything like that. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to say, man, the first time I sat down with you, you still had the stitch. I remember you still had it all underneath your shirt from the, from the surgery. Yeah. You were at, we were at IRE a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, 
and I had heard you on stage, but I didn't know anything really. And we only had a couple of minutes. Um, it's been awesome to get to know you, your team. Thank you for all the hospitality. We're going to put together great content and stuff, but it, it's, it's truly special to be able to come out and see stories like yours and to be able to bring them to light. I know for us and our team. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you.